Live from the R&R Club on Main Street in Union Grove, Wisconsin. It's BSN with Scooter and McBee. How's it going, everybody? I'm Brian McBee McBride, along with my co-hosts, Scooter Scott Ketterhagen, for the second episode of BSN with Scooter and McBee, the podcast dedicated to Bronco Select and all things Union Grove. We're out here at uh, Super Saturday 2019 for our second episode, and joining me now is my co-host, Scott Scooter Ketterhagen. Glad to be here at Super Saturday. Perfect weather for the community to come on out and uh, see what we're all about. We got circuses and uh, the town square's full of vendors, so hope uh, everyone can make it down. Obviously, it's uh, like you said, it's a podcast, so we can't call them down now, but Brian and I will probably be sitting down here Monday morning yet in front of R&R. Yeah, we invite you out right now, but when you listen to this, it's going to be two days later. But yeah, Scott's right, we might be out here. No, we're excited to be back for our second episode. The first episode was in the spring at the Pig Roast, and we should be on, what, about episode 14 by now, but summer kind of got away from us, all the coaching and kids and traveling and all the all the stuff that a traveling softball, baseball family has to do kind of got the better of us, and we didn't uh, quite uh, have the amount of episodes that we were hoping for. But we're back. And we're going to make the best of the fall and winter to get uh, players and parents and coaches in here and promote this organization. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and that's uh, the mission of the podcast is to do anything we can to inform those in and outside of the organization about what Bronco Select is all about and what it can do for the community and what the community can do for it. And that's why Super Saturday is a perfect place for us to have our second episode. We're going to do what we normally do. We're going to talk to some coaches and some kids and some parents, but we also want to tie in members of the the community that contribute to Bronco Select and, and help make it great. So, Scott, what do we got on the lineup card for today? Uh, we got some business owners here. Uh, Ricky Storbeck from R&R is going to be joining us in a little while, and Bobby Ketterhagen from Bob's Mobile, and we got Justin Lafrania, our president, going to join us with his son, and we got Tucker Ketterhagen here to tell us all, all about how the 11U year went and how he's looking forward to the 12U. Yeah, we're going to keep it real informal here today. Um, any, I'm sure there's going to be lots of parents and coaches and kids out, so we'll see who all stops by. We've, we've got a few people slated on the lineup card, but we're keeping it open because uh, we want to talk to anybody that wants to talk to us about Bronco Select. So to start it off, we'll be back in a minute with Bobby and Tucker Ketterhagen from the U12 team. Back in a minute on BSN with Scooter and McBee. All right, back on BSN with Scooter McBee, Super Saturday 2019, and right now we're uh, going to open up the Bob's Mobile court, Coach's Corner. Couldn't think of a better person to open it up with than Bobby Ketterhagen himself and his son Tucker Ketterhagen from the be the 2020 U12 boys team, but uh, last year it was the 2019 U11 boys team. How you doing, guys? Great. Thanks for great. having us. I'm doing great. Thank you. Did you, uh, Tucker, we're going to open up with you. How did your uh, 2019 season go? Uh, my 2019 season went so good. Uh, my team finished 34 and 10. We played up in uh, 
at Infinity Fields up in Waukesha, Wisconsin, and it was just the best season ever that we ever had. So you had a good time? Yes, it was well, a great time. That's awesome. First and foremost, that's that's what it's all about. Well, I, Bobby, I don't even think uh, we need you here for this interview. I think yeah, Tucker's got it. I think he's got it handled. No, we'll talk to you, too. Thanks, uh, first of all, uh, thanks for being a uh, uh, sponsor of the show on the Bob's Mobile Coaches Corner. You're welcome. And, uh, I, you know, Tucker summed it up good, but uh, how'd the season look from uh, the dugout side of things? Yeah, so, like I said, these, these boys just, uh, they over-exceeded every expectation I, I ever had of them, man. We moved up to a, a high level of baseball, uh, which they wanted to do. They voted on playing the best teams in southeastern Wisconsin. We went and did it, and we did it very well. Watching these kids grow is amazing to me. Um, I got I, I got nine pitchers. Uh, they all threw this year. Um, we're kind of getting to the point where, you know, we're not going to move them around a ton in the field, but uh, when I do move these kids, man, they just step up to the plate, do their job. Uh, like I said, I can't, I couldn't be any prouder of my baseball team. So, just from an old coach's perspective, you're, you've been coaching Tucker and these boys for a while, and now you get to the 12U year, which for baseball, Little League, and all that's kind of the big year. Um, you get to travel. Um, just tell me your excitement to see, I know when I had my son you know the first thing they tell you when it's a boy the first thing that went through my mind was we're going you know we're going to play baseball all over the country and have a good time doing it now you guys are living the same thing tell me what your plans are for this year and um, your excitement as a coach and as a dad yeah so um Two things, like uh, I got a tournament kind of set up in Missouri. Um, I got a guy that owns a sports complex down there called JP Sports, and he actually offered to possibly sponsor our, my team down there. So that might not even be our travel trip. We might go on a four-day down there, uh, play some good baseball in Missouri. But right now, uh, in, in the next two to four weeks, we got to figure out exactly where these boys want to go. We're either going to go to Kentucky, or we're going to go to Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, or we're going to Branson, Missouri. Um, basically, I want I, I want the boys to kind of settle in and figure it out. I, I want them to have the time of their life, man. This, this is, like, like Scott said, man, this is the year I've really been building this team up, and and I want to see where they're at before we go to the big diamond the following year. You know, a um, lot of fundamentals to be done yet, and and I'm gonna keep preaching them, practicing. Um, but like I said, uh, I'm only keeping. I, I have ten kids now. Uh, we're, we're down one. You know, well, we're down two, and I picked one kid up, so we're at 10. And I, I think when you have a team and a, a group of parents like I have that are passionate, 
passionate and they're dedicated. And I mean, not just for games and tournaments and the travel and all that, but to get them to practice every week, day in, day out. I can't ask for a better set of parents and kids passionate about the game. We've talked about that a million times about if you've got a good, I think you said this back at the pig roll show, Scott, that if you've got a good set of families, it just changes your season. And I think for the most part, everybody in the organization has good families across the board. Yeah, I, I believe the same thing. You can't run a good organization without parent support. Let's face it, they these kids are all under 16, so mom and dad drive them everywhere and get them to the games and practices. And when you talk the word passionate, um, I, I view that as a, a higher character trait for an organization than I do ability because passion at the end of the day as the kids grow will uh, passion for the game will exceed just pure ability any day of the week. Oh, yeah, for sure, without a doubt. So, so Tucker, you talked a little bit earlier about playing up at Infinity, uh, at Infinity in the league play. Tell me, uh, how was your trip to Omaha? How did you like that big travel trip? Yeah, the travel trip to Omaha was so fun. We got to do a lot of stuff as a team, and we got to bond more than we usually do. Because at tournaments, we usually split up into little groups and, like, don't hang out as a... Uh, group and we got to bond with everyone so yeah you're all out there together and you're there's really nowhere to go so you're in the hotel and you just gotta kind of hang out and be more of a family than than you even are at that point so that's that's pretty cool what uh, was there a highlight moment for you there out in Omaha that that you can look back on and remember like this was awesome I, I loved it well I remember that we finished four and two as a team and from what which by the way I don't even know if you even knew this Tucker that's the only the second team that's ever gone to Omaha for Bronco Select that has had a winning record there you guys really represented Bronco Select in Wisconsin well yeah and Tucker I think you should be given some some credit there I just asked you a question about what was the highlight for you and and you spun it back to it was a great moment for our team and I think that says something a lot a lot about uh, about you so what are you looking forward to about this upcoming year I know that it's a long way away um, and you've got some other things going like football and basketball and the play you did last year and now I hear as of yesterday that uh, everybody better look out on the golf course because you're going to be taking money away from people on the golf course now too, huh? They've just been saying I have a good swing in the golf course. <laughs> your, your dad was telling me that yesterday. So what are you looking forward to uh, for the upcoming baseball season um, next spring? I'm looking forward to traveling to more places than we usually do because we usually stay in neutral uh, and now neutral and now we are traveling more southern and farther away from home. So we get to play other teams, meet new people, and get to play teams that play all around, all year round. So you're going to hit Dad's pocketbook up pretty hard next year, huh? Yeah, 
I think so. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Well, I got a question for for Scott for both you guys. Bobby, I remember you saying, and, and Tucker just kind of highlighted it here, I remember you saying back at the pig roast, I'm tired of playing the same teams all the time. And Scott, this question's for you too because you were in it a lot of years. Talk about the value in going to see teams from other states, going to see teams that you don't see in league, going to see teams that you know might beat you. I remember as you left for Omaha, you're like, yeah, right out of the gates, I think you had a Texas team, a team from Texas and and I think you guys ended up either beating them or playing right with them there. So the questions to both of you, talk about the value of, of playing other teams. Well, I think the biggest value of playing other teams is not only for the kids, but the parents to see, you know, when you play these teams from the South that play year-round baseball, right? And and we want our kids to be a two, three sport athlete, you know? Um, I think for us to watch our kids grow as they play two or three sports, like my team, I, I always say this, they're, they're a special group. They really are. Um, but they, we played a team, I'm going to use, for instance, our last game in Omaha. We played a team out of Utah. The kid was no bigger than Tucker that pitched against us, and he threw a two-hitter. He shut, they shut us out, nine zip. So for the parents to actually see what 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 that's all about. But it, it, the biggest thing is when you're playing the same team over and over and over again, it's like a broken record, man. It, it just gets old. But for these kids to reach out, play, play in other facilities is another thing. You know, you're not playing at the same tournament, at the same diamond. You know, you can go from a lot of places that have turf, but we play on dirt. You know, I'm a dirt guy still, but I got to get used to the turf a little more. But I think it's the most important for the parents to see, you know, because the expectations of your kid, you know, at 10 years old, call him, a, I want him a, to get a D1 scholarship. It's, man, chase your dreams. Go, go get it. But, you know, you got to be real about it and understand these kids are pretty uh, pretty stout that play 350 days a year on the on turf. That's for sure. You get a lot of that from, from around the country. Well, uh, I think that's one thing you brought up is can be a whole show idea is uh, one sport versus, you know, multi-sport athletes. You know, I pushed multi-sport with these kids all the way through, but at the end of the day, there is someone working out to play baseball at a higher level, 365. And unless you're a very special athlete, you got to stay with them and do it, put in the same amount of work and reps. There's only so much time in the day and there's only right. so much time in the year. And it's, at some point, the reps become an issue there. So, well, Bobby, um, just uh, flipping gears real quick here. We're, we're going to get you out of here quick. But um, I know that in addition to your team, uh, you put in a lot of time uh, over on the U14 red side with uh, on the girls softball side. And I know you wanted to uh, give a shout out to Corey Storbeck. We talked to him at the Pig Roast in the spring about him stepping up to take that team. But uh, I know you wanted to give uh, Corey a shout out for the job that he did with that team this year. Yeah, I, I do. But before we do that, I'm going to go back to baseball and just talk one more thing. 
I'm going to give a shout out to all the dads that are coaching out there. Um, it's not always easy coaching your own son or daughter or whatever. Um, you know, they say you sound like a broken record to them and stuff like that. But I, I got to give a shout out to Tucker. When I get home every day and we got game day, he's got everything loaded in my truck. We get to the diamond. He sets the field up. Man, his his passion for the game and being the son of a coach isn't always easy, man. I, I'm harder on him sometimes than others. I use him as an example. But I will say this, man. Uh, we got a really good relationship on the field. And uh, I never want that to go away. And when it does, that's when I told him I'm, I'll be done coaching, you know. But we, that, that's important to me, and I just want to throw it out there for him. Right. Yeah, it's important in all those relationships. I think sometimes the fact that dad's coach gets a derogatory, the old-fashioned word daddy ball, I, I think, you know, there is, there is some issues with that out there. But at the end of the day, most of the dads that I know that coach are putting in as much time and effort as any coach that ever coached so it's uh it's important but you bet yeah back to Corey. he uh he really stepped up to save that team this year and, and uh, that team had a had a phenomenal year we're going to talk to Corey in a week or two here and get him on to talk about the season but that team had a good season yeah so a uh, huge shout out to Corey Storbeck and his wife Kara uh for taking that team that team was actually without him agreeing to coach it at I think it was one one or two o'clock in the morning the night before uh, without that that team would have abandoned and the they're they're a very special group of girls man they're, they they got a lot of talent um, they had a ton of fun this year um, I assistant coach with them Corey keeps everything positive um, I got I got really nothing bad at all to say about him and his wife put a ton of work into you know the the background of running a team is it, it's a lot of work man and she stepped up to the plate too so uh, I look forward to assistant coaching with Corey as much as I can you know but uh great job buddy thanks yeah Corey stepped up great job and uh, that team had a heck of a season for being a young 14 um, Kara, Kara slipped into that GM role and really took care of a lot of the administrative stuff and did a good job we'll talk anything you want to say before we get you guys out of here uh, I just want to say thank you for having us and thank you for letting us talk about baseball and talk about our season not coming well, you bet, buddy. Anytime did a great job, back, bud, yeah, for sure. We're going to jump out of here for a minute, but uh, we'll be back with Ricky Storbeck, the owner of 1175 Sports Park, lead singer of Bedlam, Bronco Select contributor, just good guy extraordinaire. So uh, we'll talk to him in a minute. Back in a minute, I'm BSing with Scooter and McBee. Hey everybody, back again, BSing with Scooter McBee, Super Saturday 2019, sitting out here in front of the R&R Club on Main Street. Couldn't think of a better place to be for our second episode. We just got done with our first guest in the Bob's Mobile Coaches Corner, Bobby Ketterhagen. 
And uh, we're going to welcome into the into the show now someone that's uh, been a huge supporter of Bronco Select and really uh, kind of a pillar in the town. Uh, Ricky Storback from, boy, I don't know where we, we call you. from R&R? Are you from 1175? Are you from Bedlam? Are you from Paradise? I'm from uh, all of those things. Parts Unknown in Union Grove. Well, welcome and, and thanks for uh, being on the show. I uh, just want to welcome you in and kind of kind of chat with you about all the things that, that uh, you do for Bronco Select. Absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, basically over the past few years taken over 1175 or you've really created a nice relationship with the Bronco Fast Pitch, Select Fast Pitch program. Um, kind of they play a lot out there and help support you and you support the program by, you know, letting them use your field and stuff. Um, can you just tell us how that came about and how other ways that you've I guess, you know, other than monetarily, you've really helped the program out over the years. I remember one of the first pig roasts, I think you spent about (laughs) $3,000. And a lot of those pictures, I think, are hanging on the walls at 1175. Yeah, I I tend to get a little carried away at those those fundraisers, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta have it kind of thing. But, um, yeah, no, it's been a good thing. Um, My niece is obviously in Bronco Select, Fast Pitch, uh, U4. Um, so that was a nice lead-in. Um, started talking with uh, my brother Corey, and he wanted to get uh, some practice games out there going, some tournaments out there going. So we obviously had the field open on Mondays and Sundays, and uh, reached out to me. We put that together. Um, I'm always happy to give them the field to, to use at any given time for anything, from practices to yeah, double, double think, header makeups or whatever it is, yeah. you know. So I think they're really planning on using it more. More too, and um, once the word gets out, you might be full on Mondays, which would be nice for everyone involved because um, having 14 teams just in our organization alone is field uh, time is gold around here. Yeah, absolutely. It's nice to have that extra diamond for you guys to use. Um, not that you don't have beautiful facilities already to use, but as you say, you know, they get used up quickly. So, no, it's, it's uh, huge to have that, and I mean really talk about that a little bit uh, when you so uh, you know I, I think most people know you've been at uh, R&R for what you said 17 years now? okay R&R 17 years and 1175 no, I know Scott's shaking his head over there and 1175 has been up and rolling for about two and a half years you said now um, yep. you know there were a lot of years where where people were driving by that place and looking at the out at that field and the condition as it sat there and kind of was going away and and it was going bad and just shaking their head and thinking, oh, my God. Talk a little bit about, Ricky, about what it took to get that field back to really good playing conditions that, that you've got it in now. Yeah, I mean, I was I was one of those guys driving past it going, man, this is a waste, right? You know, oh, for sure. Look at this. Look at this place just sitting there like a ghost town. So they get sat there four years um, without anybody even touching it. Um, so when me and uh, my partner, Travis Cad got the place you know the first thing we said is we can't we can't come in here and just slap a coat of paint on this place and call it a different name and open it up that's been done four or five times already as you know um so we went big we added a we added a hall we you know we added a place to have bands wedding receptions all kinds of stuff like that and then um during the process of travis building all that um i took on with uh with tony fox um redoing the whole baseball field 
from, you know, turning it over completely, redoing the infield, redoing the outfield, redoing the fence, um, redoing some of the lighting. So we got it back to uh, its glory days. It still uh, still could use a little bit of little bit of work here and there, but uh, it's it's a really nice field now. Softball players love it out there, and we want to absolutely bring more uh, Bronco Select events and games out there. So. Well, and you're you're not messing around with it either. Like, like how many, you know, and, and obviously it's used for for tournaments for younger kids and things. But how many bar league fields do you know that have a tarp <laughs> to <laughs> yeah. roll out? This is right. the first thing I saw. Man, that's Ricky. Well, yeah, if you know Rick, yes, yeah. it's, it's, it's awesome. Go big or go home and do it right. Yeah, I mean, and he does have the guru. Les Wagner on the diamonds every morning at six o'clock. So. He's the man. Well, you guys use him. You know how yeah. good he is, man. I got to have the same guy do my field. Trying to trying to get him on the show just to talk about that. He's a, as, as Scott knows, he's a little stubborn about that. But, sure. And I see you too. I see you even away from your field. I've seen you talking to him, picking his brain. Because I know when Les isn't there, you're out on on the four wheeler doing a lot of the work yourself. Yep. And yep, I'll fill in occasionally because, as you know, he's got uh, three or four other fields to keep ready for you guys. So. If you get a rain day or something like that, he knows we're safe with the tarp. He's got to go tend to you guys' fields right away, get those done. So I'll get mine out there ready for him, and he'll come do the final touch-ups on it. But, yeah, I've learned a lot from him in the last two years. Uh, there's nobody better at, at doing fields, man. Well, speaking of nobody better, I want to really thank you for there's no one in this town you can go to and ask for a donation and they'll just turn it around and give you some quicker than you um for years and you like you said 17 years you've been here and every time we come in to ask for anything or uh sponsor something or a pig roast ticket you're always there first guy to have his hand out so we appreciate that yeah you're welcome buddy i i absolutely uh it's a pleasure for me to to help out the community that supports me. I love giving back to it. Lived here all my life. I mean, there's no reason not to. You know what I mean? Well, and that, that's one thing I want to talk a little bit about, too, with today's show. I mean, obviously, the, the our show is about Bronco Select, but one thing Scott and I talked about that we wanted to do with the Super Saturday show is tie in how the community works. And just, you know, full disclosure here, you don't currently have a son or daughter playing in the program. Your son is playing in... in UGYBA. Yes, he uh, he'll be going into majors playing up this year. Yep. Um, so, you know, I think that's one thing that, that as a, a Bronco Select Board, we're working with Doug to have partnerships. And, and in the past, you know, it hasn't always been the, the smoothest relationship, but I think it's guys like you that step up and say, all right, both organizations can function in this community and, and we can work together to find synergies to help both organizations work together. Together. Just talk a little bit about uh, your experience with your with your son and coaching and, and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I've I've been I've got coached my oldest son Cameron in UGBYA when he went to uh, Yorkville School for I think I was a coach for seven or eight years over there, all the way from uh, you know minors all the way up to pony for him. Yeah. And then he got out of the program, and uh, now this last two years I've coached CJ. Yeah, I absolutely think there's there's room for both programs, um, and we need to work with Doug. Doug runs a great program and we need to figure out how we can make that transition 
um, and make them both work very smoothly and make sure the players are in the right leagues and where they should be. Um, and I think that important. opportunity is there. Here's a perfect example of the, the equipment at the Diamond. I mean, that was a, that was a partnership this year. Uh, both organizations use it. Both organizations need it and really got together to make that, that happen uh, uh, for both organizations. Yeah, it's a... You know, we bought a $30,000 machine, and no one organization can afford that chunk. So the school uh, actually facilitated the purchase of it, and then um, each organization pays what they can pay, you know, over a three-year period, and it worked well. You know, and that's just a step in the right direction. You know, let's... Uh, both work together to give these kids an opportunity to play baseball. At the end of the day, it, when I got it first involved with Broncos Select, I said that this organization can't exist without the rec program. Broncos Select will will only be as strong as the rec program in the community, and the community itself will only be as strong as the rec program allows it to be. So, um, and I know as a board we've talked about this. It's a complicated issue because you've got kids moving back and forth, but I think guys like you have stepped up and shown that it's possible. It's it's we can find ways to work together and and make it a positive thing for everybody. That's the goal. Absolutely, I agree. So, uh, just we're gonna get you out of here because we know it's a busy day uh, not only as a business owner but uh, let's get to the fun part of your life uh, we know that you started playing uh, music uh, this is 30 plus years ago now in town here oh man you're making me feel old I'm, I'm gonna say the <laughs> p-word I know you didn't want us to go, go ahead go ahead but uh, you started with with paradise what 1990 ish yeah probably yeah 1990 that was it junior and senior year paradise so we're creeping up on 30 years and the cool thing is tonight over on the on the stage uh, in the Village Square for Super Saturday, we have Bedlam, which is basically the reincarnation of Paradise. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing with the band these days, how much you guys are playing and what's going on. Yeah, you know, uh, I wish we, obviously we could play as much as we used to back in the day. Uh, you know that. We, we already talked about that. But uh, you get a little older, you, you're running three businesses, you're coaching kids in baseball, you're, you're doing Super Saturday. You just can't find the time to do that as much as you'd like to so we only play probably you know six to eight times a year but it's enjoyable and it gives our fans something to look forward to um we got this show tonight down here super saturday street dance and then uh two weeks from now we get to open for sebastian bach from skid row i see that been seeing the poster on the uh, wall it's gonna be awesome man Very cool that'll be a highlight yeah right there you've been having some big gets out there huh is that that a tough thing to do to, to book those bigger names or is there an active audience for that it, it is it was it was tough to get started but now that we've got our name out there and uh you know are in the ring um people are really starting to take notice and uh we're seeing a lot more ticket sales for some of these acts right off the bat instead of having to push it push it push it and maybe you'd come close to selling out like the day of now this ticket for uh for bedlam and uh, sebastian bach i say bedlam and sebastian bach like you know <laughs> like it's nothing right bach is opening for bedlam right um this ticket for bach has been sold out since last Thursday, so that's a great thing. To have a show sold out two weeks before it's coming up and, and to know that you're, sure. you're locked and loaded, you got a crowd coming that night, uh, we're ready for yeah, it. Yeah, that's going to be a good time. Any surprises tonight? Anything new that you guys are breaking out? Yeah, or? we are. We are. We, uh, we're bringing it back a little. Uh, you guys, uh, did you watch The Dirt yet, that movie? Yeah. Molly Crew? Yeah, uh, that's you, a great come movie. Come on now. 
great movie. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. We're going to do a little something from that. And uh, we're going to bring back a, a couple of oldies that we used to play back in the day and a couple of new ones. So it's uh, there's a little bit of uh, something for everybody on the set list tonight. Time to say goodbye. We're going to have some time to say goodbye. <laughs> time for you and I. Uh, you'll have to time for to me to go. <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. Well, Rick, uh, we appreciate you stopping by. And, and like we said earlier, we can't thank you enough for, for all you do just in the community. Uh, don't forget, by the way, best food in town. I mean, it, that's another thing. Broca Select holds almost all of our meetings out there now. Yeah. Um, the food out there, R&R uh, for takeout and the food out at 1175, best in town, without a doubt. Uh, can't thank you enough for stopping by, and uh, we'll see you on stage later on tonight. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks, Thanks Rick. That's Rick Storbeck, everybody. We'll see you back here in a minute on BSN with Scooter McBee. Back with you on BS and Scooter McBee Super Saturday 2019. And uh, joining us now on the show, sort of in the Bob's Mobile Coaches Corner, is actually the first person that ever appeared on the BS and with Scooter McBee podcast as a guest. And that is uh, President of Bronco Select, uh, Justin Lafrenia, and his son, Peyton. How you doing, guys? Good. Good. Glad to be back on the show. You guys uh, catch any good deals out here at Super Saturday? Did you walk the streets and do some shopping? Uh, just up and down a little bit. Not really a shopper. You, wife's out here somewhere probably doing that. Amazon's a great thing. Isn't? You don't even have to leave your couch. Peyton, yep. you got to get your dad to take you over to Ruma across the street there and get some gear. Yeah, we went over there for a bit. You checked Check it, it out. out already? Well, anyways, welcome in, and uh, we just want to talk to you both. Peyton, I'm going to start with you. I want to talk to you about uh, last year's uh, season. So you were U12 last year, and uh, how'd your season go? It was pretty good. Like, we didn't make it that far. We, we lost to Lakeland in the playoffs, but they're a good team. Barely threw any fastballs. It was all, like, change-up sliders and that. So you were seeing some, some different pitching and things like that? Yeah. That's good. That's yeah, now's about the time you start to see that stuff. It's like, whoa, what was that? Where did that come from? We also we also won a tournament out in Oconomowoc this year. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Great experience. There's nothing better than winning a tournament. So tell me about you guys had your big travel year this year, uh, where you went, how it was, how you did, what different experiences you got to do while you were there. Uh, we went to Pigeon Forge. It was pretty good. We went two and four out of the tournament. Like some of the teams were pretty good. I think one like won it or something. But the two games we did pretty good. Hit good. Pitched good. The the two games we won uh, were against other Midwestern teams, an Illinois team, and uh, Michigan team. And uh, that day we we won both the games. Um, I have to give a little props to Cody Ashburn. Came and pitched a complete game the first game. Gave up one run. And then Peyton, the next game, followed it up with a complete game, giving up one run. It was really good to get out of one day using only two pitchers, that, and so that helped us out. Yeah, that's big. Was that kind of the highlight of your tournament, going a complete game? Yeah. Were you, were you gassed? That was fine. Like 90 pitches. That's nothing for a 12-year-old, right? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be able to throw for a month. 
How did you like Pigeon Forge, Peyton, as, as a, just a town to like to hang out in? It's pretty cool down there, huh? Yeah, it was pretty fun. There's a lot of places that we went, like just a lot of restaurants that were pretty cool to see, and a lot of people were like driving around. There's a lot of traffic. It's kind of like the Dells on steroids. The Dells of the South, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool down there. And I, you talk to a lot of coaches and teams in the organization, and I think you guys you guys have spearheaded, you know, something new. I, I think you get a lot of these older coaches like you guys You guys did Myrtle Beach, and you guys did Cooperstown, and that sort of everybody snakes in there and everybody follows the trend, mm-hmm. and then somebody switches somebody switches things up and, and does something different. I think you're going to be the spearhead for Pigeon Forge because I hear a lot of coaches now excited. To, what's the drive down there? It's not that uh, far. It's about 10 hours, um, but uh, it's a Ripken, Cal Ripken uh, experience facility. I read up on it. He put $22.5 million in this facility. It's six diamonds, all turf. I mean, the tournament was run well. Had walk-up music for the kids, music in between the innings. If you stood in the outfield of every field and looked going towards home plate, you had the Smoky Mountains in the background. I mean, it was pretty pretty cool. I think these tournaments, these big travel tournaments, to me, facilities are first and foremost. I mean, yeah, you want stuff in there. You want the water parks and the experiences for the families. But to, to have those kids get to go play on these fields, we on the, on the U14 side, we went down to Elizabethtown, which I know you've done, Scott, in the past. And even as a coach, as a 40-year-old person, you walk on that field, and it just, there's something about leaving your state, going somewhere else, and then walking onto these pristine fields that really, that's what it's all about, kind of. Yeah, I would say, you know, it's separate. That's why you do it. That's why these teams from all over the country come to play, you know, and it's it's great experience for these guys to know, yeah, we beat teams from Michigan and Ohio and Illinois, and, you know, we got work to do because we played teams from Texas and Florida, and they're the real deal. We talked with Bobby earlier about them playing year-round. It's a real eye-opener, I think more so to the coaches than the players, that For wow, sure. we, we thought we were pretty good in this area, and you know, you're sometimes you're playing men and that's the thing though too when you come back after experiencing that i think it raises raises your game it, you're like okay now we know whether it's within that season or for the following season you're like all right we know where we stand now and what we need to do to get better or, or to compete with some of these teams peyton did you like we were talking to bobby and tucker about this earlier how sometimes in league you're playing the same teams and you're seeing the same kids week in and week out which is you know it's good that you see some of those kids but did you like going to play some teams from different states and teams that you hadn't seen before yeah i really like that because like it was just fun they like we they were pretty competitive and they were pretty good so like we just figured that out like last year how we played in omaha and we went and won our league last year did you guys uh trade pins with all the other teams in pigeon forge we didn't but in omaha we did that's pretty cool you get to meet some kids from other states and you know get a souvenir and that's kind of the kind of souvenirs you can't go buy you know it's pretty neat 
you know, at the end of the day, you meet some of those kids and you realize they're just like you. They're doing, they're working hard and they're doing things and they're having fun. And so that's cool. So Justin, tell us a little bit about the rest of your season uh, from a coaching standpoint, how it went and uh, if you're happy with the season and then uh, how you're transitioning into uh, this year. So I was, I was really excited at the start of the season and these kids really came out and proved it to me what uh, and I think proved to themselves maybe a little bit how talented they are I think the last couple years they they kind of were the coaches kept telling them how good they were and they just kind of going through the motions a little bit probably but this year like Peyton just said at the end of Omaha last year we came back and we were a different team I mean these kids saw some good teams down there and we were a different team and we kind of carried that that into this season when uh, we finished off so hot last year um, so yeah we won a tournament this year in Oconomowoc we placed third in another tournament um, I mean these teams we played in Tennessee too they were we played some good teams out of 24 teams we were seated 13th after pool play which I thought was pretty good for you got to feel good about I, that I felt really good about it um, so just overall, I mean, we didn't, our last tournament didn't go the greatest, but I mean, just with this group of boys, it's been so much fun to coach them. I mean, they're, they're all coachable kids. They all, they all get along. The families on this team are great. It's going to be a little different for me next year because I am dropping down to coach the U8 team. So we'll see how that goes. I've got nine players right now. We actually have our first practice tomorrow and get them out there and, and, uh, start to work all over again you gotta and you gotta kind of recalibrate the brain a little bit yeah you know yeah it's not turning double plays <laughs> anymore it's uh just fielding the ground ball and getting a throw there so do these guys does Peyton's group go up to the big diamond this year yep it'll be their first year on the big diamond so how do you feel about that Peyton it'll probably be different like I'll, we'll get used to it after a while, but it'll be a lot different, like bigger fences, bigger bases. Everyone's going to be a lot slower and going to be harder to turn double plays. It's a, it's a long throw from third base. Yeah. Uh, you got a lot of time to run then. You got a lot of time to run. Well, yeah. uh, Justin, we're going to ask you to flip the hat around from the coaching hat to the uh, president. You start your second term as the president of Broncos Select with a, with a newly elected board. And uh, again, at the pig roast, you were good enough to sit down and talk with us about uh, sort of your visions for the summer. And it's only been three months, so there's not a lot to do. But uh, just give us a little update on sort of where things are headed with the organization and any changes that we talked about since we talked to you at the Big Roast. So I think we're headed in a, a good direction still. Um, like you mentioned the board. We have a new elected board. Um, Bobby Ketterhagen's my vice president. We got Rondi Woodworth, who is the new secretary. Uh Oh, treasure. That's yep. right. And uh, Mr. McBride here is the new secretary. Got doing a doing a fabulous job already with the note taking. Yeah, that's about <laughs> all I'm good for. God forbid that I would be treasurer. I'd have the budget so messed up. Um, We'd be out of money by October for sure. <laughs> We'd have fun doing it though. Yeah. <laughs> we have our uh, baseball commissioner here, Scott, also, and our softball commissioner is Brian Van Swall. 
and Jerry Hancock's kind of our at-large, and he kind of helps with the budget, too. Being a businessman in this community for so long, it's good to have someone like that on our board. So, question for both you, uh, maybe you, Scott, too. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the decision by the board last year to bring in Jerry, or at that time, we didn't know it was going to be Jerry Hancock. He's been a great fit. But to just bring in that at-large person that is kind of an additional board member that's not directly related to a team. And I think that's the the point. We didn't want someone that's a coach or you know a direct uh, parent or someone like that. Just someone. He does have grandkids in the organization, so he's been around it. He kind of he wants us to succeed too, and and make sure everything keeps moving forward, right? Um, so it's just kind of having that outside eyes to kind of assist with with everything. And I, I think that's really a symbol or a sign of a growing and maturing organization when you start to do things like that. You're starting to say, all right, we want to we want to get bigger. We want to be more mature. We want to do things correctly. We want to be transparent in the community. Um, so I think that was a huge step in that direction. So um, so any updates as far as, uh, let's see, what do we, uh, for the 2020 season, I think we're, we're down a team this year. We are down one team, yes. We are on seven baseball and six softball. Total about 140 players, hoping to get that to about 145. So that's where we're at right now with that. Which is pretty amazing for a town of this size to be able to support and put a good product on the field of all those age levels in both sports. So it's a pretty neat thing to see. And moving forward, we're just, you know, growing this thing. And like you said, doing it the right way. Doing it the right way, making it part of uh, the organization. So, Justin, talk a little bit. Uh, one of the themes of today's show is how Bronco selects works within and for and as part of the community. So talk about a couple of the initiatives that the Kiwanis has helped us out with, but then things that Bronco Select has given back with regard to the pig roast and dinners and things like that. So the pig roast to start with, we always uh, donate to the veterans' home meals. We just ask them how many meals they want, and we'll, we'll gladly donate it. And this is a community organization where we probably wouldn't be able to keep it going if we didn't have the community's help. I mean, we've got just where we're sitting now, all these businesses that help us out. Uh, whenever we come and ask for donations, uh, whether it's our bowling fundraiser or baskets at the pig roast, um, they're always willing to help out. It's a great community. Um, I mean, we're sitting right across from Ruma Sports. He's a big supporter of us uh, right in front of r and I know you guys just talked to Ricky Storbeck. Always willing to help us out. Um, and it's, and uh, 1175 is a great place to go. I've, I've went there with almost our full team after games a lot of times. I mean, it's it's good to support the community and they, they support us. Yeah, I think that's a, a big thing to highlight. And I know we talked about it back at the pig roast, but, you know, the meals for the veterans. And then, you know, I know like on a lot of the teams were going out uh, to the Southern Colony during Christmas and playing bingo with the people. Yep. So we, we do get help from people in the community, but we support uh, we yep. support them as well. And um, I think it's a it's a good relationship relationship back and forth. I think the Kiwanis, the Kiwanis oh, yeah. did the signs out at the, what did they put up out at the field? Are there? So Kiwanis, we got the scoreboard from. The scoreboard, that's yeah, right. So we got the scoreboard from Kiwanis. 
We also helped the uh, vets at the uh, fair time. They asked us, uh, I don't know, it's been three, four years now we've done it where we've helped them serve beer at the beer tent and the uh, grandstands. Um, so, yeah, we're always looking where we, we do mandate uh, volunteer hours for our families. So we want we want to get back out in the community, park cleanups. Um, they know to they kind of know now to call us or if you guys if, you, if we get a heads up we we can get the volunteers for people and and people are willing to help out and help out the community so my son's a junior now he did his nhs application last year and he was one of a very few sophomores that made nhs and one of the things that set him apart was the community service he got through bronco select when he he could put all that and check off all those boxes that a lot of kids at this age can't because well they don't have the avenues maybe or the people telling showing them what the right way is and that's when you talk to these coaches that give up their time effort i know it's like i'm beating a drum but they are raising good human beings too not just good baseball and softball players and it really helps them out in the long run as they go through life yeah for sure without a doubt without a doubt it's a, it's a big part of it and i think in a community of this size it's important that that connection is there is, is definitely there so justin uh, before we let you go the last thing i just want to talk to you about is a couple of the three um big i guess events that that we have coming up uh the first is the uh kickoff meeting for the uh 2020 season and when is that it is october 27th at 5 p.m so October 27, 5 p.m., I, I think we're doing it in the... Yeah, in the gym, if someone schedules it for us. And you know anybody that can okay. do that? Or, <laughs> well, hopefully we get on that. So um, there has been a bit of a change this year for bowling event for our travel teams. There's a date. Do we have a specific we don't, date? We don't have a specific date, but it's always, it's usually been done in March this year. We're going to move it up to January is the plan, uh, just to kind of put some spacing in between that and the, the pig row. So, yeah, and there's there's always a lot of events at the uh, pig roast, and I think we are locked in on a date. I don't I have that. I believe it's May 16th. Yeah, right um, around that, yeah. that middle weekend in yeah. May. That's set in. And one last thing I do want to talk about is um, mm. we are looking for a new pig roast chair this year. Can you talk a little bit about that? I think I think Corey's getting ready to, as I said at the pig roast, hang up his pig slicer. Yeah, Corey Ashburn's done it the last uh, three years, I think, and he's looking to kind of move on from the position he's obviously willing to help out who if we can find someone um that will do it and he can kind of walk through it he's got a nice binder with everything in it on basically st step by step to to run the thing so he's he's got it he's got it set up and he's run it uh like a well-oiled machine the last few years so i think if we can find someone to to work with them this year and step in and and take uh take over the following year uh, by themselves that, that really help out and, and Corey is, has been adamant about that and I don't we, we, we're going to try to get him on this afternoon maybe we'll even give him a call talk to him on the phone but Corey's been adamant about the fact that that you know while he would like to move on he 
he still is going to help whoever does it kind of get through that first year. Yeah, um, he wants to allow them the freedom to sort of run it the way they want to run it. And I think it's important for, to note for people listening to that that is going to be a half share, um, 50% off their dues yep. uh, for whoever, whoever runs that. So um, any you know young parent that's looking for a way to contribute and, and uh, would like to get in there and get their hands dirty, that's what the organization needs. It needs... Think green, think clean is what the truck says it's going by. <laughs> think red and black is what I say. But uh, all right, well, thanks for coming by, uh, guys. We appreciate you having you, Justin. Uh, as we said earlier in the spring, we appreciate. We know that uh, the president. It's it's a tiring, long hour job, and we can't thank you enough for all you're doing. Your first year was awesome, and we're looking forward to seeing what you got for us in the second year here. Thank you. I appreciate all the help I get. Thanks, guys. Thank you. All right, back in a bit. Uh, uh, with more on BSN with Scooter and McBee. Welcome back to BSM with Scooter McBee. Super Saturday 2019 sitting out here uh, in front of the r r on a really, really good day for Super Saturday and a good day for a podcast. So uh, back here, we're uh, jumping back into the Bob's Mobile co- Coach's Corner here with uh, a coach uh, that unfortunately is not going to be with us uh, uh, this coming year, but has been with us for a great many. Uh, Lauren Painter, uh, welcome uh, in for the first time. You weren't able to make it to the pig roast, but uh, thank Thanks for stopping in as you were walking by for a few minutes to chat here. Great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Lauren's been a part of the organization for since its inception and uh, has really been early on. He was a really big part of it, uh, past president, vice president. I think you got a few runs at both of them, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I, I was uh, president for three years, vice president for a year, I think. Um, and I think I held the checkbook for a little while while uh, when Wheatonbeck left the organization. So that's so. This is a question for both of you guys. The total run. I mean, obviously, Bronco Select started on the boys' side, and we've moved into the girls' side. But the total run now is eleven or twelve years. Eleven years since the inception, and so you were in for the the full run. So, what what big changes have you have you sort of seen um, over the past uh, eleven, twelve years here, as far as how the organization was in its fledgling stages to what it is now? Yeah. Well, when we started out it was, you know, it was really meant to supplement the, the rec program and, um, you know, slowly but surely it went into a full-time travel program. Um, and I think, you know, it, it kind of naturally progressed to where we needed it to be because we did need to, um, you know, offer something for the community. Otherwise, we were losing kids outside of the program. Um, and then eventually we were able to go to a full-time travel program, which I think really benefited the kids uh, going into high school. Well, and we were talking about that at the Pig Roast show, too. I think, you know, obviously it, it takes some time for a program to build and then to filter through to the high school. But I think, I mean, heck, you got a state high school baseball team for the first time since 1950-something. Yeah, it's uh, been good 60 years. Um, and, you know, the high school out the, on the girls' side has had some success, but I think uh, they're starting to see some of it filtering through up there, too. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, 
guys like Lauren and uh, Jeff Kieschlick and those guys that started the organization, I think um, five, six, eight years ago, we really saw an improvement in our baseball program from these kids playing more than 12 or 14 games a year and practicing for more than two or three months, you know, just grabbing a, a glove and march and going out. They're uh, doing reps for six or eight months with these guys, and they put a lot of time and effort to really set a solid foundation for the program. Yeah, when you look at the state roster, I think there was 21 kids on the roster that went up to state. I, I want to say there was 11 that at some point were in the Bronco Select organization. Some kids left over over the course of time to, to go to a, you know, a more, call it elite travel program. But when you look at it, really, you know, having half of your roster that, that played in this organization really speaks volumes for kind of how we're setting those kids up. Um, you know, personally, I, I felt a great deal of pride. Seven of those kids I coached from when they were, you know, up to my knee all the way up through through 14 and then to see them on you know on the big stage at state was really impressive yeah that that's that's super fun to have that it's uh, so talk about uh, uh your your u14 this past summer was was your uh last summer in the in the coaching role how we we didn't get to talk to you at the at the pig roast how did your how did your season go yeah um you know we we struggled a little bit we kind of came out middle of the pack i think we were the number five seed out of nine teams going into the playoffs um you know struggle a little bit in the tournaments and and some of that falls on me because i i don't think i put my kids in the right tournaments but um you know overall it was a great year we had um you know one thing i can say about the program we had great parents it was a lot of fun uh the kids really enjoyed it never got down always stayed positive so um again it it set them up to go into high school and, and be ready to do that so you know it from a wins and losses standpoint it wasn't the best year we were probably just just below 500 but from a you know preparing these boys for the next step i think it was a good year and, and i don't know these days to me in a travel organization a common theme when i'm talking to coaches is coaches are getting wiser uh, it seems that a common theme is that a 500 season for an organization like this really is a successful season because i think the coaches are very wise now that if you have a 500 season, it means that you're playing the correct level of competition. If you're 21 and four, and this is nothing against anyone that had a really good season, um, sometimes the competitive level isn't maybe quite there where you're helping your kids get better. So it, certainly I think the coaches have known that for a long time, but now I think the parents are starting to get it. I know we talked to a couple coaches at the Pig Roast. Uh, one, I think Brisky's team, they actually sent out a survey to their parents preseason and said hey you know we're looking at what tournaments we're going to get in um what what do you guys kind of want to see as a record and not that jared was going to be swayed i think he knew what he was going to wanted to do but i think at the end of the day the parents came back and said yeah we'd like to be 500 so i think that ideal of competition is a good thing is starting to be more understood you know so I don't think you did your kids a disservice at all by putting them in some of those tougher tournaments because that's how they get better at the end of the day. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And and again, it, it teaches them, you know, those one or two plays, how to play tight. You know, even if you're, uh, you know, losing a game by one run or two runs, you learn that, hey, those little things make a difference and gets them that much better and prepared when they, when they get to that next level. Right. 
I, I really would agree, and it helps them uh, puts them, like you say, it puts them in the position. And when they get to the big game at state, they they've been there, done that, you know. Right. Um, if you're winning ten zip, twelve zip every game. Um, it's just repetition. Anything in life. The more you do it, the better you get at it. So, yep. yeah, yeah, I'd agree. Well, Lauren, we really uh, appreciate everything that you've done on every level for for a long time in the organization. Uh, so before we you know, we kind of grabbed you off the street as you're walking by. Before we get out of here, what what's the plan now moving forward? You know, during the summers and and uh, just gonna... gross chairman. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> I think I'm going to get on the golf course a lot more than I have over the last uh, nine or ten years, but. Uh, um, other you. than that, you know, sitting, I'm still going to enjoy baseball. I'm still going to watch, you know, my kids are going to play, um, you know, Legion ball. I'll see them there. Um, you know, just, just watching them progress will be fun, but it'll be time to kind of sit back and, you know, sit back in the stands and maybe second guess the coach a little bit more than, than I was able to before. You, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You aren't the first person to tell me recently, I got one of them sitting right next to me that that day where you can just take a long chair and a cooler and, and head out on the right field or the left field line and sit and actually enjoy watching your kid play it's a that's a good day and you've certainly earned that so once again uh, on behalf of the entire organization thanks for everything and uh, we wish you all the best right thank you thanks, thanks for lauren. that's lauren painter everybody we'll be back in a minute on bsn with scooter and mcbee thanks Hey, welcome back to BSN with Scooter McBee, live from Super Saturday at the R&R &R Club on Main Street. Uh, we, we have the Bob Mo Bob's Mobile Coaches Corner uh, when our coaches come in, but uh, we've got a new segment we're going to start for the first time, and it's it's a players-only segment. we got to get a sponsor. Any any thoughts on that, Scott? Yeah, we'll have to work on that and uh, get something good like, you know, a toy company or something. So who are we bringing in here, Scott? We got Max Wolf from the U8s uh, this year. And Hi. how's it going, bud? Good. Did you have a good season? Yeah. So what was the favorite, your favorite thing about your season? Um, that I hit a double. You did? Where was that at? Um, at Pete, no, Waukesha. Waukesha, okay. And did you go to any tournaments far away this year? Did you guys travel around at all? Mm, only like an hour. Okay, well that's pretty good. That's pretty good. So, Max, when you uh, your dad coaches the team, right? Uh huh. Is he a pretty good coach? You like having him as a coach? Yeah. What's your favorite part about being the son of uh, the coach of the team? Um, that he's the boss. He's the boss. Well, we're gonna have to play this back for him. I bet he'll like to hear that. What's your favorite part just be about being on Bronco Select in general? Um, that all my friends are on the team. Isn't that the best? You get to spend your whole summer around your friends and having a good time playing baseball, right? Is baseball your favorite sport? Uh, yeah. Is it? Are you playing football now or no? Um, I'll play it probably next year. Next year? Awesome. Exactly how old are you, Max? You're... Um, I'm eight. And you're going into... Third. Third, and this will be your second year playing Bronco Select. Yes. So you're going to play for like 
25 years? Yeah. You're just going to, even when you're like 50 and old, you're just going to keep playing Bronco Select, right? Yep. There you go. Because once a Bronco, always a Bronco, right? Yep. Awesome. Well, thanks for stopping by, buddy, here on Super Saturday. We loved having you. Tell your, uh, tell your dad that he needs to come uh, talk with us again soon. Thank you. Okay. That's Good Max. Good talking to you, Max. Bye. Good job, Bye. buddy. Bye. Thank you. That's Max Wolf. Welcome back to BSing with Scooter McBee from the 2019 Super Saturday. Uh, just coming in to wrap up, uh, close up shop here for the day. Uh, it's been a good day. Uh, didn't have quite as many businesses come by. I think uh, everybody's busy with their own thing, but uh, certainly want to thank all the businesses that uh, contribute to what uh, Bronco Select is and, and what it's all about. Uh, Certainly an organization like this couldn't survive in a small town without these businesses and the Kiwanis Club and the veterans, and uh, it's just really a big part of what, what we're doing here. I agree. I couldn't uh, agree with you more. We, uh, You see all these people walking around, and a lot of these people you'll see at our uh, pig roast every spring supporting us, and... It's nice to come out and see familiar faces, and that's one of the great parts about living in Union Grove is that it's a tight-knit community and supporting all of our kids. Yeah, I think you nail it on the head there. I mean, it just... Sometimes small-town living gets a bad rap, but a day like today or a day like the pig roast really uh, makes you appreciate what we got going here. So... Oh, and look Look who just showed up walking down the sidewalk. Who are you, young lady? Brooke. Brooke who? Brooke Ketterhagen. Well, thanks for stopping in. Are you here to say hi to your dad? Yeah. Are you going to say hi to him? Hi. <laughs> so, did you have fun at Super Saturday today? Yeah. Yeah, it's a good time. Uh, you know, you get to do a lot of different things and see your friends and run around town. So are you going to be playing softball this summer? Yeah. All right. Another future player. Yep. I got 10 more years with her to mold her into a, a Bronco selector. Going into the pipeline. Well, thanks for stopping by, Brookie. Thank you. Okay. We'll see you later, kiddo. Uh, well, as we wrap it up, uh, you know, one thing I just wanted to talk a little bit about is is the show itself. Um, it didn't quite get out of the gate this summer like we hoped, but I think you talked about it at the beginning of the show that uh, our passion is to uh, get this thing rolling and spool it up and do it more and more. We've talked about studio locations. We're still working on that. Um, sponsorships, all that kind of stuff. Um, I think our initial goal is to start out at one to two shows a month and, and see where it goes from there. One other thing I want to talk about real quick, uh, Pete Kazacharek, uh, who is going to be the U10 U10 coach for this year. He's taken over that team, but he's also um, kind of the web and IT administrator. He was going to join us today, and unfortunately his son um, was ill and he wasn't able to make it. But um, the other thing with Pete is he is uh, on the team on that Questionable to Return podcast. And uh, tomorrow night they are doing their second interview with Frank Lamping. And if you haven't caught their podcast, first of all, you should check that out. Um, they do about 
uh, they only did about a show a month this summer, but typically they'll do a show a week um, through the, the, the fall and the winter, just about Wisconsin sports and local sports. Um, but they had Frank Lamping on, um, was by far one of their best episodes, and they are interviewing Frank again. Uh, I know the other night was kind of a big night for Frank down at the bank, and you were down there with your family, I know, Scott. Yeah, it was a great night for Frank. Well-deserved and well put together by Community State Bank. They really uh, did a great job welcoming the community in and serving them good food and beverages and couldn't have been a better recipient of the award and a better namesake for the award. Yep, and I and I know that the guys on QTR are going to be talking to Frank about that. So we'll all, uh, if if you can catch a listen, it's uh, Frank's first interview that they did on QTR was great, and uh, no doubt that the second one will be great too. So look for that on QTR, and certainly look for us on Podbean BS and uh, with Scooter McBee. If you download the Podbean app and then just simply search BS and with Scooter McBee, you can find us there. Um, uh, we always have a link up on the Broncos Select webpage, and we're still working on our on our. Twitter page. So, Scott, thanks again. Uh, we got the second one in the books, buddy. Uh, great to have you here. It and was fun. Um, I just want to say we, you know, we're always looking for topics that you want to hear too. So feel free to text, email us at scooterandmcbee at gmail.com. So if you got something you want to talk about or listen to, just give us a shout out. Yep, for sure. We'll, we'll get you in. We like to have as many uh, different people and as many ideas as possible. Uh, at the end of the day, it's about the community, the kids, the parents, the coaches, and the organization as a whole. So thanks for being here at the 2019 Super Saturday. And uh, we'll talk to you again here in a couple weeks. This is uh, McBee for BSing with Scooter. Scooter McBee, so long.